0: Hey, what's up, Rockstars? It's Matt Johnson. Welcome back to the UX Podcast. We've got a killer interview and conversation for you today with Mandy McCune, CEO and founder of Mod Girl Marketing, among other things. Uh, So Mandy is an agency growth and lead generation coach to both small businesses and to marketing agencies specifically. She's the founder of a Facebook group called Mod Agency Insider, so she's got a lot going on. Uh, This particular conversation revolved actually a lot around focus the concepts of focus and how to apply them in our business and this is something that we talk about a lot within the world of UX and the way that we talked about it in this particular conversation was around lead generation by focusing and really going deep on one uh, channel of lead generation we can actually get much more effective than if we spread ourselves across multiple channels and uh, Mandy herself is a specialist in helping people grow their professional service business on LinkedIn and so we talked a little bit about the techniques and tactics not only of how to do it but also how to turn it into a system uh, that can use automated messaging and tools and some uh, things like that to really turn into not just something that we have to do but a system that runs within our business that brings in new leads. We also talked about finding and focusing on a niche. And this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Mandy's found hers. She gives some examples both in her marketing agency as well as uh, her helping and coaching marketing agencies themselves and discovering that as a niche uh, for like almost like a consulting business on top of her agency, Uh, which I know a lot of us in the world of UX kind of have that as our goal to have our foundational UX machine and then be able to do systems and projects on top of that that are either passion projects or income projects whatever they might be Uh, Mandy has absolutely done that so she's a great example of how to build that machines that it frees us up to do other fun things we're passionate about doing and a lot of times that's helping people in our own industry follow the same path that we followed Uh, Jason Swank is another great example of that scaling and selling off his agency in that case and then going and turning around and starting a consultancy and coaching training business to help people follow in his footsteps Uh, so he chose to sell his off Mandy still has her agency and that runs and and she does this on top of as well, coaching other agency owners. So it's a great example of a lot of different things, but the conversation mostly revolves, and I hope that you guys take away the, the conversation about focus and that there's some great things that you can apply in your own business, and your own process of building a UX machine by focusing on the niche that's going to be the most profitable, the easiest for, for you to serve, the one that's best suited for you to serve, and then by focusing within that on a very specific set of lead generation activities and systems and going deep and mastering one channel before we move on to another. Uh, That's another thing that trips us up a lot. And so I'm super excited for you to dive into this particular conversation. So now let's welcome in Mandy McEwen. So first of all, Mandy, thanks for being here. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah,
0: thanks so much for having me. So, we we met and this is part of why we're going to talk about LinkedIn today because we met because you prospected me on LinkedIn, surprise surprise. So, yes. uh, imagine that. You actually practice what you preach, which is funny. Uh, so anyway, we we struck up a conversation, uh, you were kind enough to introduce me to Jason Swank, who's a previous guest of the show. So, guys, if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that. That was phenomenal. Mandy's the one that made that happen. Uh, so first of all, just like give people an indication of what your business looks like right now.
1: Sure. So I own and operate a remote digital marketing agency called Mod Girl Marketing and we specialize in helping healthcare and technology companies succeed at inbound marketing so We can pretty much do it all, but we like to focus more on the consulting and training side. So me personally, I started out in SEO like a decade ago. So I'm kind of an SEO and an inbound content nerd, if you will. But I also have paid advertising people on my team as well. Um, So we really just help, you know, modern businesses that, that value digital and they know that there's something there. We help them really get awesome at exactly what they're doing, honing in on their target markets, um, excellent content marketing, making everything SEO friendly and engaging. So those call to actions and all of that stuff. So pretty much the a big picture in helping teams succeed. And we do trainings, SEO trainings and marketing, all that good stuff. Um, and then the other side of my business is I help marketing entrepreneurs and agency owners succeed through basically sharing everything that I've learned and what I've done over the years to grow my own agency. Mm-hmm. So have several programs, like our LinkedIn lead generation program, lead gen masters, um, several other programs. And really that's, you know, my passion is helping other marketing entrepreneurs um, because I have a ton of knowledge of doing this for, like I said, over a decade now. And I, and I love it. And I love sharing what I know and my connections and my resources to help others grow.
0: Yeah, well, it goes back to, you know, ha- having a business that kind of throws off the the freedom uh, to do other things um, yes. and things that you know, have, like you feel like are even more impactful. Not that Definitely. you don't always enjoy. Like there, usually there's some there's some segment of the business that we service because they're good clients and we enjoy them to an extent. But there's of also course. other types of clients that we feel like we have more of an impact on their life and their business by the things that we can share. So yeah, I, I totally get that. I mean, that's part of the yeah. reason why, like my podcast business is the way that it is. And I serve the types of clients that I do is because I get a kick out of them doing that and them being able to impact a bunch of other people. And I like help totally. make, that, make that easier for them. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. Like once you get to a certain level, you're like, well, now I want fulfillment and impact through my business. I don't want exactly. to just make money. So, uh, that's so why that, I did that, you
1: know, cause I, yeah. I like to help. I want to help more people, you know? And yeah. So my content over the years, you know, I've been, I've been blogging for years and I'm noted as an influencer and in all these content marketing blogs and whatnot, just from my own SEO friendly blogging. And it's helped lots of people, right. And lots mm. of random people that I've never, that have never paid me, but it's made an impact on them. So I was like, man, mm. if I could, you know, quit t- trading just my time for money with these clients that I love, like I do, I love my clients and they're great and I love helping them. But like, I, I only have so many hours in the day of Mandy, you know, where mm. my courses, I can help a lot more people and then they can help more people. So like you said, it's like a trickle down effect. And so, you know, that's why I started doing this and working with entrepreneurs and and making training and courses and coaching because I just like having that, that bigger impact to help more people.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's what I want to get into. We'll, we we'll talk about Le, uh, LinkedIn as well, because obviously okay. the, the people that want to do that, uh, they need a way to find those clients that they want to have an impact on. And LinkedIn is a phenomenal place to do it. And I don't leverage it, it as much as I should. So I'm here to learn too. Uh, awesome. I'm curious though, you, know, you mentioned a couple of different things that are, that are your strengths. You've got the mm-hmm. SEO side, the blogging, but then you found like a niche in LinkedIn and yes. generating leads on LinkedIn. I'm curious, like if you trace that back, the reasons why you're successful in SEO and blogging and the reasons you're successful on LinkedIn, and do they all go back to some unique skill or ability that you can really pinpoint it down to? Is, is there any common element yeah. why you're successful in both areas?
1: That's a good question. And there is. And honestly, I think it's my ability to translate and speak to people that's not stuffy or super business-like. Okay, good. so... The problem with a lot of uh, us agency owners and and startup agencies is they're just too boring and professional, right? So even my content, like I have, and I'm not saying like I'm like the most creative, like, you know, cheeky person out there. But my stuff isn't super lame either. So mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a personal aspect to everything I do. And that's another thing that people lack is like you go to their website, these agencies website, and there's freaking stock photos. There's like, <laughs> there's not even an image of anyone, not even the owner. And I'm like, who is this? Like, who, who are these people, right? Yeah. So the fact that I've taken a personal approach to my branding ever since I started Modern Girl, you know? My business name alone, like Mod Girl, it kind of is like, oh, it's that Mod Mm -hmm. Girl, right? Exactly. And so, like, I've always been the the face, and I always will be, of my company, and I've used my personal image and, and my personality in everything that I do. And so that translated into LinkedIn, because a my clients were there, and b am really good at talking to people and to where it's not coming from a salesy approach, like I can just strike up a conversation with anyone, whether you know, and make them feel like I care, and then I'm not trying to just sell them. Right. So I have this ability to connect with people on a valuable, helpful level and not coming from a place of I just want to sell you something. Right. Gotcha. And that's in everything I do. And once I discovered that my clients were on LinkedIn, mind you, when I started my agency, I was just working with local businesses in Kansas City. That's where I started my business. And so I didn't really need LinkedIn. Right. Once my agency started evolving and I started hiring more people and I got to the point where I was like, I need to get bigger clients. Yeah. Where are my bigger clients at? They're on LinkedIn that's how it evolved into my messaging and everything. And then I moved it to that. So,
0: yeah. And that's, that's a very, very valuable thing for anyone to to realize. And I think that's a good, a good takeaway is that there, there's a certain level where you get to where you're like, okay, well, just, just the circle of people and clients that I'm being introduced to referral, word of mouth, local clients, stuff like that, like limiting yourself to what's local, you end up having to work with a lot of different types of clients. So either yes. you have to have like a very narrowly focused service that can serve a lot of different types of people or you end up having to like do all sorts of different things and you never really master any one thing, which is where, exactly. a, lot, where a lot of professional services business, they, they get stuck at that level. So you basically kind of realize, okay, well, I want to break out of that. I want to do something more specific. And if I'm going to do that, I need to be able to, to find a, like a bigger pool of my ideal clients. And they're Absolutely. all on LinkedIn, which you're you're 100% right about that. So let's go into some of the, what, what are some of the tactics that you feel like, um, if you start with a good approach, like you mentioned, of just being able to strike up a conversation, be natural, mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of be yourself in your communication. How do you take that communication onto a place like LinkedIn to strike up conversations uh, in a way that's not boring or puts people off?
1: Definitely. So we need to go back a step. And no, talk about. <laughs> sorry, we gotta we gotta back it up here. A little bit, okay, okay. So you need to know who the heck you're going after. Okay, you can't just like go on. What we need to know who just,
0: our ideal client is. Exactly. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds like a waste okay. of time to me. It's just oh, it's just a lot of whiteboarding and like like off sites. <laughs> too Sounds too much. Like a waste of time.
1: Too much work. Yeah. So that's step one. Like you need to know who the heck you're targeting and get super specific and clear. So in our Mod Legion Masters program, like that is literally step one. Here's our buyer personas. Who are you going after? You can't just say, I'm going after CEOs of technology companies. No, you've got to get super specific, okay? So once you have that narrowed down, you need to optimize your profile. This is all way before you start talking to people. And on your profile, you need to have calling out exactly who you want to work with, your dream clients, and your headline, how you can help them, and then your entire profile needs to be talking to your ideal dream client and how you help them, okay? So it's not a resume. So that's step one is to make your profile super attractive to where if, you know, a dream client prospect who you you want to work with lands on your profile, they know exactly that you can help them and how you help them, right? That's a problem that a lot of people have is they're like founder and CEO at Mod Girl Marketing and that's all they have in their headline. I help businesses grow. Call me. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. Right. So, you know,
0: that's people don't, they one. just don't randomly call you and you know, say, I st- I stumbled across your phone number. I would like it to grow. Therefore. Right? I call. Yeah.
1: yeah. So but, being too broad is like the number one mistake people make in everything. It's not just LinkedIn. It's really. marketing oh, in general. It's, it's, no, I was just hard. talking
0: to, I was talking to a guy uh, earlier today who runs a really successful agency and they, they have, narrowed their niche uh, to the point where they're essentially the category kings of of branding and design in for like for real estate brokerages like nobody okay. else nobody else even bothers to specialize in that space so they own it yeah, uh, they awesome. brand- this is an ex Madison Avenue guy who could do branding for anyone he wanted um, but he found a vein and he went deep on that vein rather than trying to go wide and appeal to everyone and that's that's the thing is like it's it's very It's very hard for people to narrow down who they appeal to. But the problem is, is if we don't do that, we can't make like, we can't speak to them in a way that gets them excited. We have to, we have to be so general that they go, well, I don't even know if that's for me or not.
1: Exactly. Right. Not to mention, like you mentioned earlier, all these different industries are different. So you're doing way too much work if you're working with a lot of different industries. I mean, you're, do, you're spending way too much time. Like you could be making way more money and enjoying your life. If you focus on a seriously, because they're all similar, you know, yeah. but if you have like roofers and plastic surgeons and technology companies and they all are different, you're, yeah. and it's kind of and rusty they, and for they a disaster. all Here's
0: the kicker. They all expect you to know. Yes. They expect you to know their industry, right? Totally. Now unless now unless you're smart. I, I have a mentor who did this. His entire value proposition was I don't know your industry, but I'm really good at analysis. And in the process of you telling me about your industry, I'm going to uncover opportunities that neither one of us would have come to the conclusion of if we were too close to the problem. I'm like, that is the most brilliant way to say, I don't know your industry that I've ever come across. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that. So, So,
0: but unless you're that, like, right unless you're going to say that and hang your hat on that and then you got to be really good at it like yeah. don't don't try to appeal to everyone
1: and most people are not like that yes. let's get real like that guy is <laughs> is probably one of the few you know but yeah.
0: i want you to explain so, what, what right. you mean what like when you say that you could be making more money and enjoying your life by by kind of narrowing down who you serve mm-hmm. why why is that
1: because uh, let's plastic surgery for example it's one of my niches so let's just use that as an example All plastic surgeons, most of them, they offer the same services, okay? Most plastic surgeons need the same thing, patients, okay? Most plastic surgeons have HIPAA requirements that you have to follow, okay? So there's all these different steps that industries have, lawyers, financial advisors, whatever it is, there's compliance stuff you have to stick to there's certain topics you have to stick to. There's certain evergreen SEO terms. doesn't matter if it's local or not, If I'm working for the local plastic surgeon in Kansas city, or if I'm working for a local plastic surgeon in Los Angeles, the keywords that people type in are really similar. Yeah. Okay. So you already have the keyword research done for the most part, right? You already have the competitive research done. You already have the trends done and the content marketing. You know what blogs to follow. Your social media posts are going to be way faster to write, mm-hmm. you know, so every, and you get systems in place. So you get your first one or two clients and you learn, let's just say you've never worked plastic surgery before you land a couple of clients, you learn how to do that. You get your systems in place for your team. Guess what? When you have this next plastic surgery client, bam, 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 follow the systems done, hand it off to your team. They take care of it. You know, there's not a learning curve with like, Oh God, I got to learn these new products and services. You know, you already know it. So that's, you know.
0: And, and, sure and you'd that encourage that. people to actually put that in their LinkedIn profile, like, "Hey, if I I I specialize in you know digital marketing to attract more clients for your cosmetic surgery office." Bam. Exactly.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. yeah except for plastic surgery is not a good example for LinkedIn.
0: Oh, okay. I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> plastic surgeons aren't on LinkedIn. Okay. So yeah. if we're talking LinkedIn, it would be more like you know I but that but, but that goes to your point because there are
0: companies. there are specialized social, what would I, I mean, for lack of a better term, social networks or almost like bulletin board type sites where people are discussing cosmetic surgery. And the only reason I know that is because I happened to have a cosmetic surgery client way back in the day when I was okay. working for an agency. It took me six months to actually go and get, like, get their marketing director nailed down to actually sit down for, with me for an hour and okay. talk to me about the industry. And then I found out, oh, there's like these niche sites that people go to, to talk about cosmetic surgery. Yep. Wouldn't uh, if I hadn't had if that wasn't my first client, I would have already known that. Number 1, we could have been leveraging totally. that for the previous 6 months. It wouldn't have taken me that long to find out. Like there's all these things yes. that should have been different. Exactly. If that wasn't my first client in that space, I'm like, "All right, not going after that that <laughs> industry."
1: Totally. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, you know, all of these things once you start working in the industry and that's how it makes your life easier because you yeah. don't have to learn and reinvent the wheel every day dang time. Okay. You know? so. so let's
0: say you, you bring it back to LinkedIn. So you create a mm-hmm. profile that's very sticky. In other words, mm-hmm. so people, when, when the right person lands on that profile, they get immediately, Oh, this is for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yep. So, yep. uh, so that's step one is not that's to skip step that, one, not to step
1: so, Step two is to what we like using are growth tools. And the tool we like using is called Ducks Soup. Mm -hmm. And it basically helps you scan, you know, get a list, use LinkedIn advanced search, by the way, pay for LinkedIn, either Mm -hmm. premium or sales navigator. It's way worth it Mm -hmm. if you're going to use this consistently for Legion. And then you use a tool like Duck Soup or LinkedIn helper. There's a dozen of them out there. Um, We just like using Duck Soup and you can even do this free. It's You, you can download DuckSoup for free and you can use the free LinkedIn version. For those mm-hmm. of you who don't have or who aren't doing anything on LinkedIn yet, you just want to try this out, you can do all of this on 100% free. Go download DuckSoup. Just type into Google D-U-X-S-O-U-P, okay? Download it. It's a Chrome extension, so you have to use Google Chrome. And what you do is you use LinkedIn Advanced Search. You put in exactly who you're targeting, you know, their industry, their title, um, whatever you can do to narrow that down, okay? As specific as you can get local area even. Mm-hmm. And then what Duck Soup does is it automatically visits those profiles on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's going to say Mandy McEwen visited your profile, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, for example, Matt. And I really didn't personally.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> tool did. Okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, shocker, right? Yeah, so, for one, um, for
0: one, I'm, I'm very offended right now. I know, I, I'm I, sure how you dare are. you not personally visit <laughs> my profile?
1: I'm sure. I mean, I did after the fact, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the first time, not so much. So it does that. Okay. And then the general rule of thumb is a percentage of people who see that you visit their profile are going to visit your profile back. Okay. That's why your profile has to be 100% optimized because they want to know that you speak to them and you can help them. Okay, because they're going to, you know, we're all curious human beings. We're like, ooh, Mm -hmm. who's this chick that visits my profile? Why is she checking me out, right? Mm -hmm. So, or who's this guy? Like, what the heck is he doing looking at my profile? Especially for those people that don't know anything about LinkedIn marketing and all these tools out there, which most people don't. Like, as agencies, we're going after companies who have no clue this stuff exists, (laughs) (laughs) which is awesome for us, right? It is. It's great. So. That's, that's one way to do it is, and you know, but the proactive way to do it is to actually send connection requests, which you can do with duck soup as well. Okay. Okay. So you can not only visit their profiles, but you can send them a connection request. And so in that case, you need to send something personal, personal, like, Hey, I was just checking out your profile. I see that you, whatever it is that they do, right. Mm -hmm. Um, would love to connect with you. I love connecting with other CMOs, Mm-hmm. Savvy CMOs, right? I, I see that you're a CMO for a blank technology company. I love connecting with savvy CEOs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, per,
0: personal and scalable or personal and unscalable? Personal
1: and know. scalable because you're going after the same niche.
0: Yeah. So, so you it's you not need like to, you would say, hey, I see we are, we're connected through John Smith and, and Kate Johnson. Exactly. Like, yeah, you have to write something that applies that anyone in that niche... Yeah.
1: Right. So let me give you an example of like what I'm doing right now on LinkedIn and we switch up our messages. So I have a free Facebook group called the Mod Agency Insiders and it's for marketing entrepreneurs. Okay. So my mess, my bulk message sending out to people right now says, hello, I saw your profile and was wondering if you're in my Facebook group of, it's almost 3000 now, but 2500 plus marketing entrepreneurs yet question mark. We give feedback, exchange leads and help each other grow. If you're not, let me know and I'll send you a link handy. Mm. Okay tons of responses from that every day. Hey, Andy, that sounds awesome. I'm not in your group yet. Or some people are like, actually, Mandy, I'm in your group and I love it. You know, mm-hmm. And only one person's responded and said, really? You don't know that I'm in your group? I'm like, dude, the message said 2,500 people. Like, I don't know every single person <laughs> in my danger. group. So you're going to have those haters yeah. Any, no matter what you're doing. Okay, yeah. I don't care what you're doing. If you're doing something at scale, you're going to have haters that are talking crap and responding to you, ignore them. Don't let them get to you. It's inevitable. Okay. <laughs> I can right. show
0: you loads Just of call them. call them a troll, say toodles. Exactly. And say, yeah.
1: no, we don't have time for trolls. So that's, that's right. going to happen. But do you see how I framed that to where it's mm-hmm. speaking to marketing entrepreneurs, but it's still broad enough to where we can send this to a lot of people. So, if you're going after healthcare technology CMOs, you know, you call that out. Hey, I love connecting with other healthcare tech marketers or med tech marketers. That's actually a good one that we use. You know, I love connecting to other med tech marketers would love, you know, Love to see mm-hmm. where you're up to you know, well
0: this and this is of, what I wanted to point out where where I'll, there, there's a pitfall here that I think some of some of us not all of us fall into but the, there's there's your primary offer and your secondary offer and you have a really good secondary offer especially right now for the times that we're in the Facebook group is insanely mm-hmm. good low permission like totally. it's not super intrusive like it's just a face mm, like it's it's just the Facebook group is so on point right now um, you're not you're not making the um, you're not making your primary offer in the very first message. Correct. You're not saying, hey, I love to help med tech entrepreneurs grow their companies. Right. Let's on a strategy call. Like nobody wants to get that LinkedIn no. request.
1: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You just say, I love connecting with, like that's it. Leave it super simple, you know, yeah. and, and say something that's is going to call them out. Even if like, let's say you're in a local area and you're targeting Kansas. You can even do it more broad. Let's say you're targeting Kansas city technology CEOs and you're in Kansas city. you could say, I love connecting with other Kansas city tech CEOs. Like, you know, it doesn't have to like, just do something to where it's going to call them out. And they know that you're talking to them and you're not just saying, Hey, let's connect. And so they're going to like, who the heck are you? And why do you want to connect? You yes. know? So you just have to keep it simple. And to your point, you don't actually want to offer anything for like the longest time when you're having these conversations with people like you just want to offer value. Okay. So Mm -hmm. the point is to strike up a conversation, you know, get them to respond and connect. Hey, you know, then you can start the conversation and just be helpful. So for example, Like we have the whole list in our Mod Legion master's program of templates to send and I'll just read you one. And this comes after you just strike up the conversation. And this goes back to the very first question you asked me about like, you know, my abilities and and literally it's just like acting like you're a friend of these people. Like don't come off selling, like leave the selling for the phone if you can. That's what I say. So the goal is to get people on the phone and these, we're talking about landing high paying, you know, six figure clients here. I am with these consulting clients. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you want to sell them on the phone. You don't want to sell them. And you want to build up your trust where they trust you and they know you're credible on LinkedIn. But you don't want to sell them on LinkedIn, right? So there's things you can do to give them free tips, okay, for example. And you need to feel this out and you need to make sure that you're spending your time wisely, okay? So when I'm telling you guys this, I'm not saying like, waste your time doing this for like 500 people like get clear like pick a few like awesome prospects that you've connected with and you're like this is my dream client right, right. don't do this to like a ton of people but okay. for example go to their website i'm gonna i'm gonna give you an example for a website improvement pitch contact uh okay message hi sue i love what you're doing over at blah blah, blah company and i was just browsing your website as I was checking out your site, I noticed a few things I wanted to share with you. It would probably only take a few minutes for your developers to fix these issues. And in return, I'm confident you'll see an increase in your conversion rates. Do you want me to send over your, my feedback so you can pass it on to your developers? Let me know. Thanks, Mandy. Yeah. Why yeah. would I'm, they say I'm no to plenty that? plenty
0: of like, uh, website optimization uh, pitches. That's definitely the best one I've ever heard because it sounds like something that came out. Like It sounds like you were genuinely on my website, yes. casually surfing, found totally. a few things, and then you, it sounds like you're going to send me a very personal email of, Hey, like, uh, here's the three tips. And uh, and I do.
1: And then the next one is yeah, like, and that, great. Mm-hmm. You know, if, here's what I noticed on your site. And then do like the low hanging fruit. And then you mm-hmm. end it with, those are just a couple of things that I see the low hanging fruit that can increase. blah blah, blah. I actually found a team, would you like for me to share the rest of my findings with you? You know, just mm-hmm. let me know. And then you can be like, it might be better on a 15 minute phone call. I could just, you know, tell you about these, you know, so you literally are providing them value up front. You're not asking for anything in return. And then you yeah. get on the phone and you're still providing value, but you're like, hey, you know, this is what we could do. Like, do you want our help with this? Like, here's step one. And then you sell them a foot in the door, something super mm-hmm. simple that they could be like, yes, right there. Or yeah. within the next few days, you know, if it's not the decision maker. Or yeah,
0: and so, that's, so. It's, it's funny because, so this is a very similar process to how I've grown the podcast business. Um, and you right. and I like have that same skill set for whatever reason part of it's just like i think we probably have both have like a natural writing ability in the background um i had i was very fortunate to have a very very good mentor who's for like a ten thousand hour mastery level copywriter who's also very good at writing like cold emails yeah so yeah like I, i learned fast and then i i um in, in the agency, like growing the podcast agency, like that's, we have to, like we, we had to figure out how to cold email people to get them onto our client's podcasts, okay. And so we learned real quick, like how to write a good, authentic you know, conversational pitch email to get people on the phone to get them to, you know, to chat about coming up. Like uh, sometimes a podcast is like, it's a big commitment for people. Not everybody is sad. Oh yeah. Like I'll just stuff it in between the seven things I've got tomorrow morning. We'll do it. It'll be great. it will be awesome. Like those, those people are cool. That's not everybody. And so sometimes it's a big ask. Um, and so yeah, we've had to tinker around with like, like the initial email that we wrote up was like, five paragraphs, don't do that. You know, like we just keep <laughs> yes. shortening it, strip out all the paragraphs, mm-hmm. nothing's more than a single line. Like we just, yes. like all those hard lessons you learn.
1: Definitely. It's funny that,
0: that you've taken it and, but it's the same process, right? It is. Um, low permission, uh, first step. Right, you're not asking, and you're bringing value. And the, mm-hmm. the perce- at least at least for now, the perception of the podcast business is offering to bring somebody on as a guest is perceived as a value. Thank God, if that ever flips, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. <laughs> um, but for now, it is right. I mean, it's it's right. flattering. People want to share their success. It's it's relatively easy. Uh, it just the logistical nightmares are are a problem. But the initial reach out isn't necessarily hard. Um, but yeah, it's the same process. Just like just get them on the phone like build the relationship. And I think that's where people struggle because it's a multi-step process. It's not, I reach out to them and they write me a check. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. happen.
1: No, you know, and we all all
0: struggle with that.
1: Yeah. It really is about building, building relationships. I mean, that's just business in general, but especially on LinkedIn because people are getting bombarded every day, including me, but with these spammy LinkedIn messages that are like this long, right? Like, we can do this and we're a development company and we can build apps and we can do this and well, let me know, we can help you. And like, that's what people are used to. So when they see someone like you come in and you're just striking a conversation and you're like sending them free tips for free, they're going to be like, wow. That's weird. You know, like, yeah. I don't see that very often. And so... Yeah, well,
0: not when it's like you, like when you do it, when it's conversational like that. Right? No, nobody sees that.
1: Exactly. So you're going to instantly stand out. And then when they are like, wow, like maybe I should look at this girl's profile a little bit more, or this guy's profile, a little bit, you know, because some of them might not even look at your profile. They might just accept it and they you start messaging. And then they're like, maybe I should look into seeing what they do more. Yeah. That's, that's why you have to have your profile optimized before you even start any of this, you know? Right. So it all comes back to speaking to your dream client, having a conversation with them coming from a place of value and saving the selling for the phone.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this before we move on to uh, like, and like finishing up with a couple of other things. Um, Mm -hmm. Just do you do anything um, more advanced on LinkedIn in terms of your profile? Do you, you know, uh, recommendations, uh, endorsements. Yes. Do you do anything, any, any tricks or uh, tips there that we need to be aware of?
1: Yeah, definitely get as many recommendations as you can and put media like every your summary. You can add media, which is basically just uploading videos. So if you have video testimonials, those are gold. Put those on your profile. So you need to update, you know, you need to optimize not just your summary section, but your um, experience section as well. So, you know, you have your summary and then you have like your experience, which is kind of like what people use as their resume, like what they've done in the past. Mm -hmm. But you want to use that as, again, like another sales tool. So you just want to add as many, if you have case studies, if you have testimonials, videos. So leverage everything LinkedIn gives you. They let you upload media. They let you type out like a mass amount of characters that most people don't even leverage. And so mm. this comes from an SEO aspects too, because when yeah. people are going and they're searching on LinkedIn and if your profile is weak and you have like two paragraphs, like you're not going to show up for those keyword terms, right? Mm. But if your profile is completely optimized and you're leveraging every last character space that they give you, your chances of showing up are a lot greater. So, yeah. you know, just leverage everything LinkedIn gives you.
0: Okay. Basically. Awesome. So you, you're obviously, you've got two different sides to the business. What, what are some of the things that have been, I don't know, surprising about the process of growing and scaling kind of both sides of that business? Is there anything, uh, any common lessons or common takeaways that you're applying to both?
1: Yeah, get help. You can't yes. do everything can't. alone. <laughs> Hire awesome smart people.
0: That's that's literally <laughs> the founding principle of the, this podcast and the book that I'm writing is we can't do it alone. Yes. Right, so Perfect. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's it. That's it. I mean, I have, you know, I'm a I'm a dreamer. I'm a creative for per- I have ideas like coming out of everywhere. And I can't. The reason I'm being a, I'm able to do a lot of, like, what I want to do is because of the people that I surround myself yeah. with. And it's not just people I hire. It's mentors, coaches, collaborative partners. Like, you can't succeed in life unless you are getting help from as many people as you can that are like-minded, whether it's people that you're hiring or people that you're collaborating with, like you and I, Matt, yeah. right? So... That's what, you know, the more people, the the more like-minded people that that um, believe in me and believe in my mission, you know, mm-hmm. and what I'm trying to accomplish, the more of those I can bring into my life, the more I'm able to accomplish, you know, so. All
0: right. Well, bon- bonus question along those same lines. What's the most important person you've ever hired?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, that's really a tough question to answer. <laughs> because I have like you know, like a couple of people that are kind of like me. So, I mean, wait, okay. Wait,
0: so that was the first response? Was the, <laughs> It was the people that I hired that are just like me?
1: Well, that are like, mark, like uh, what's the word? Like full stack marketers. Like we can do it all. Oh, You know okay. what I'm saying? So, so well, As in
0: somebody that can implement, like you come up with the idea, they've got the skills to just run with the responsibility yes. and not just the task.
1: Like full stack marketers. So they're not just like someone specific that just does SEO, Right. right. So the, the best people that, I, that I've that i hired, and there's multiple, they can literally like handle anything I throw at them. But I would say another super smart hire that I would have to say is operations because I'm not good at operations. So yeah, that's, that's that what helps it was for me yeah that helped yep. my that, that helped my company scale but i couldn't i couldn't get there without the people i hired before her if that makes sense you know what i'm saying no, so totally. i no, hired you the specialist first exactly.
0: then an operations generalist, exactly. right exactly
1: but the yeah. operations you know help is what allowed me to do what i'm doing now and talking mm-hmm. to you about how i help entrepreneurs because i was able to scale my agency and systematize it and get everything going and project management and flows and you know just way more organized because I, again I'm the creative type that I just like coming up with ideas and doing fun things and talking to people and helping people I don't yes. like sitting and being like this is how you should do this follow this like that's not me like I'm like Ooh, you know <laughs> <laughs> the creative free spirit type like I don't like doing that stuff but I need to like you can't have a business without that right yes, so, and true. I learned that very quickly I was like oh man this is a mess like I don't even know how I'm surviving right now the way I am like I'm <laughs> glad that I am and have awesome clients and it's working well, but I can't scale this, right? So yes, exactly. once I realized that and I hired someone who to help me with operations and she still is to this day, mm-hmm. I was able to do what I'm doing now and create all these products and this Facebook group and help more people and work with entrepreneurs and follow my passions. And so if I wouldn't have hired her, I'd still be like, ah, spinning my wheels and not being organized.
0: So. Well, yeah, because I think we're getting, we're getting to the point with social media, where uh, like uh, the CEO of any business, uh, you know, it, uh, as long as it's not a huge business we're talking about, we're talking about an entrepreneurial business where the CEO is the the founder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting to the point, I feel like, where it's our job as, as the founder CEO to be visible, you know, like they're working on visibility probably two to three hours a day. Now, to someone that's coming from a sales background, that shouldn't be a surprise. It's the exact mm-hmm. amount of ratio you spend prospecting. Exactly. But those of us that are coming at it from more of the operations or the creative or like we like to build stuff and do stuff like that's foreign to us, to any salesperson, they'll tell you, yeah, it's two or three hours a day. Mm-hmm. So like it's the, the, new, the new version of that for us is LinkedIn, social media, Facebook groups, uh, podcast interviews, you know, media interviews, pitching yourself to things. Like it's all, it's like the form is a little bit different. It's still the same thing. It's two to three hours yes. a day prospecting.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and that's in, the in thing to too. That. Like there's not enough hours in the day for me to do everything I need to do clearly. No. No. And that's why you need help going back to that lesson learned, get help.
0: Exactly. Well, speaking <laughs> of, speaking know. of all the things that you need to get to, I think lunch is one of them uh, because know, we're, right? we're well past our time and I want to honor your time and your schedule. So what's the best way for people to connect with you and especially learn more about what we teach uh, for LinkedIn?
1: Sure thing. So um, if you want to know exactly my LinkedIn process in more detail and get some of my LinkedIn messages, message templates for free, I have a free masterclass that you can sign up for right now. And if you stay um, till the end, I give you some free message templates that you can basically swipe and use. And that's at b2b.social is the URL for that. And everything's free. So just go to b2b.social and sign up for that. And I basically reveal my LinkedIn system and yes there is a pitch for my course of course at the end um, but you're going to learn a lot regardless right. so there's that and then join my free Facebook group really those are the, be- the best two ways so that's mod agency insiders or modgirl.social. social um, okay. but you could type in mod agency insiders on Facebook it's a 100% free Facebook group and we actually have a lot of uh, cool things in the works that are all free that are coming up so if you join that free Facebook group you'll be the person to know about all of it so all
0: right. Perfect. that's the best thing Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done-for-you podcasting service Uh, That is my agency that I'm building and growing, and I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes, and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.